This week, Doug Carr dropped by our office, and we chatted about why you shouldn't hire a web designer. The episode is a little bit longer than a typical more than a few words, but it is worth every minute. So settle in and listen now. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg. This is your host, Lorraine Ball, and today I am actually sitting face-to-face with a good friend of mine, Doug Carr of DK New Media. Yay! It only took me 15 years to get here. Absolutely, but I am so glad you finally made that long trek (laughs) from the south side up. We do get lost down there. Yeah, that's okay. It's really nice to have you here. It's awesome being here. Are you kidding me? This Your office is absolutely amazing. We kind of like the little White House. Ecky, absolutely. How could you not? <laughs> Everything is warm and cozy. This is great. You know, that's. I think part of the thing was when we were looking for a space originally, we looked at, you know, funky offices and cool sure. spaces. And this really suited my personal style, yeah. and we've never wanted to leave. And and you have cats. And we have and we have cats who may or may not make an appearance in the <laughs> podcast. Yeah. But today we're going to talk about something that I think is is near and dear to both of our hearts, and it's this idea of hiring a web designer and expecting them to do everything. Well, maybe maybe even not expecting them, just assuming, right? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people, we need a website, so we'll go out and we'll get 10 quotes or whatever, and then we'll go with the second lowest. <laughs> yes. We, we don't want the cheapest because yeah. there's something wrong with yeah. them. But what's what's wrong with hiring a web designer to build a website? It depends on the web designer, of mm-hmm. course. You know, there, I think there's a lot of good web designers and web developers and agencies out there that, you know, that do a great job. But the problem is you're talking about their capability and you're not really talking about what your business goals are, you know. And so you and I have known each other, you know, forever. And the thing is, is that when you take care of a client, it's from soup to nuts Mm -hmm. because you want to make sure that their business is growing. The website is just one, one piece of it. What I see a lot of times is people, they make a rough design for a website. They show it to you. You buy it. They implement it. And it might even be a beautiful website, but then all of a sudden your traffic plummets and you don't get any leads and, and it's just not working because they built the website. That's what they did. That's what you hired them to do. Absolutely. And you know, it kind of reminds me of something I used to say when I was teaching marketing years and years ago was that if you did marketing and you didn't pay attention to the numbers, you ended up with award-winning advertising yeah. that didn't sell product. Yeah. <laughs> How many ad companies have you been into that have the awards wall? Oh, oh my God, you know, and, and they it's recognition by their peers, but it may or may not actually drive business for the customers. Exactly. And I think that has just transitioned to the web. Yeah. So if I want to find a web design firm, I, w- I really do want a new website. What questions should I be asking to get to the right person? I'd say the it's not about what questions you ask. It's watching what they ask, mm-hmm. right? You know, so if you sit down with someone and they just start their PowerPoint and they show you the four sites that they built last month or whatever, I would honestly 
excuse myself and run. You, you know, you the first thing we do when we sit down with a prospect is we try to figure out whether we're a fit. Mm-hmm. We try to figure out what their business is, where, where their problems are, what their expectations are, and then see if we can fit it and then talk budget, of course, and see whether we can fit it in their budget too. One of our favorite types of projects is actually working with a company that has a website. Yeah. Because the, the very best place to start is okay, talk to me about your current website. Yeah. What's working? What's not working? And then what would you want differently? Yeah, and sometimes they, they know it's not working, but they have no idea why, mm-hmm. right? You know, because I, I have done this. I've taken care of clients with large budgets that didn't have analytics. Literally, not even Google. And so I finally get their, get them to add me to their user account or whatever. And I look and it's all zeros for the last six months since they launched their website. You know, and I go, uh, have, has any, was anybody tracking this? You no. know, no. no. You know, and it's because, again, you know, the assumption when you buy a website, right? One, you, you want to buy a website that can be found, mm-hmm. you know, so big, you, big fan of, of being found. Yeah. You want to buy, buy a website that's easy for people to share stuff on, you know, with social media, you know, you want to buy a website that you can update. I can't tell you how many times that someone did a project based website, but you can tell that they, they were getting close to the deadline. So they just hard coded stuff. And so now the person's going, I need to update my phone number or my address but I can't find it. Mm -hmm. And you wind up looking and it's because they coded it. You know, you got to think about those things. How am I going to update the site? Is it going to be found? Is it, you know, what are my clients looking for? Where are they going to, you know, all of these things. And those are all the questions that we ask, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's not about the website is the medium, but it's not the message and it's not the, you know, what content are you going to put on it? Oh gosh. How many times do I see people, design beautiful websites and then they say well they handed it to us but we don't have any content to put on it. well and you know what that's one of the reasons we we have a we have a writer on staff well and you should talk about that you should talk about how you know the different you know what what makes it work from an agency standpoint to actually build a web presence for someone you have an array of talent here and we've kind of acquired those different skills over time but we start with a strategy session and we focus on not so much what do you want your homepage to say we almost never ask that question it's really more what do you want your customers to do when they arrive yeah and this is the one that literally we fight over the most and that is what's the one one thing (laughs) and I've got my finger in the air and I'm emphasizing one because they're like well I'm gonna have a rotating banner and there'll be five choices nobody stays around for that (laughs) I just went to a client yesterday the the design from uh, a branding firm was to build a slider and so you know, I messed with, I was coding the slider and coding it and, and I'm running into all kinds of trouble. And so I showed it to him and I said, look, this took an inordinate amount of time. And the CEO of the company goes, does anybody actually click sliders? And I was like, no, they no. don't. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, well, don't worry about it then. <laughs> now, we have done some interesting things where we will we'll do one of two things. We'll hold the text constant and we'll rotate a bunch of pictures nice, nice. so that yeah. if you stay, yeah. you have some yeah. movement. Yeah, Or That's nice. I will hold the picture 
and rotate a message. Nice. What I tell my clients is you have to assume that the customer only reads one message. Yeah, right. It's brilliant. Well, and the homepage isn't typically the landing page mm-hmm. either, right? No, people, not anymore. Yeah, so people go to an inside page about a product or service because they clicked on a search link or something. And then they get, I, uh, how many times I've taken and optimized someone's site where they write incredible content and it's shared everywhere. But there's no call to action. Uh, yeah, the so logical, the, the logical next step, yeah. or the as I like to say, and wait, there's more. Yeah. So the one, the one thing. Why did you write a blog post like that? Well, because you expected someone to call or click. Okay. Well, there's nothing on that page to call <laughs> or click. You know what? It, so you want them to go home and then try to find, and they're not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I love that. So so I want to repeat that. And I know this is your podcast, but you're doing such a great job. The, so you started with not talking about the website. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the key here. You have to talk about who are your customers. Yeah. What, and, and it's twofold. What do they want when they come? And what do you want them to do? Yeah. And that's not always the same. No. And you have to feed both. Yeah. I, I, I joke that I make. I, I always warn my clients that I'm about to make them mad, mm-hmm. but I always have to remind them that their website isn't for them. That their website is for the audience. Yes. Because they, I don't really like stuff like that. Okay, well, I don't care if you like it. Your audience likes it. Yes. So put it up there. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I've been doing this a long time. We were running television ads for the Bryant brand. We had psych profiled our entire management team. They were all carrier customers. They weren't Bryant customers. And so we were making media buys for the Bryant customer. And the carrier management kept saying, we're not seeing the ads. And I went, (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) You're not the customer. Business is rising? Yes. Then... Yeah. yeah, my brand awareness is rising. Yeah. Um, I'm outperforming the carrier brand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's let's talk about the let's talk about another one too. Affordability. Ah. Because I know Round Peg has an incredible history of really saving money for clients mm-hmm. and doing a, and doing you know maximizing the spend. I I cringe at some of the sites that I see some companies charge oh. As, and and i'm I, i'm trying not to throw design firms under mm-hmm. the bus but you know you spend sixty thousand dollars on a web design from a, a premium branding agency and it's beautiful right it's absolutely stunning but it doesn't work and so you could have had i and i'm gonna i'm gonna say this even with my own clients because i tell them i was like but we can probably build an average site for you that actually converts better. Mm-hmm. We don't have to have the stunning visualizations and transitions and bots and parallax and all this great, cool stuff. But what you told me was you're trying to get leads. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and and I'm going to put a plug in for a tool that I use, and I know it's not necessarily your favorite. Um, That's you know. a, I don't have... Well, I'm pretty vendor agnostic. Well, I mean, okay, so we, we, we are a WordPress shop and yeah. we have been. We like Divi. I, it's a great framework. I'm not I'm not going to knock it. I've tried a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. So I've had clients with Divi and um, what? Genesis. Genesis, mm-hmm. Visual 
composer. Yes. You know, I use Avada a lot, but right. but Divi, the great thing about Divi is by implementing that, you're clients can change things they can they can change things and also we can even give them this has always been my philosophy is that um in a world of replicable code yeah i don't need to write code yeah and right you know you touched on how we offer an affordable alternative i like maximizing your investment yeah affordable makes it sound like 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 you're you guys are at a a scale Mm -hmm. but you're not sitting there and out charging your you're charging them enough to make a difference with their business Mm -hmm. which is what they needed absolutely that's what i always tell people is if you don't pay enough then you're forcing someone to take and cut corners Mm -hmm. But when you charge the right amount where there's some room, mm-hmm. you know, then people can exceed expectations and actually help you with your business. Yeah, and, and then you have money in there for my writer to interview you if yeah. you just have no idea what the copy on this page should be. Right. We have subscriptions to stock photography libraries, and even though... So you don't get in trouble. I was with a client yesterday that paid $3,000 because... In fines because they used a rights-managed image. And they used a rights managed image that they found on Google, which was miss. Yeah. Miss, mm-hmm. you know, because Google says, "Hey, you know, this is open for for anybody to use." No. The problem is, is that it came from a site that wasn't. That came from a site that was. That came from a site, and so four people down, and and you know, Getty and those guys make a fortune off of. So does extorting. Well, <laughs> did I say that out loud? Well, okay, but on the other hand, um, you know, as an amateur photographer, I know the time that of it course. takes to get a good yeah. photo, and I respect the. But art. some of those guys, it's not about art. They're no. just after the, they're that money's not going to the person that took the photo. No, <laughs> no. But uh, I had a client who, by mistake, did the same thing, and they grabbed an image from National Geographic. <gasps> oh no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, so we will buy stock images. We will encourage them. I always love when I have real photography. I love it. Yeah. But not always possible. Yep. So at least, but we've got enough money built into it that that's not an issue. And so your client never has to worry about it. And, And, again, if they did a project and somebody's in a hurry and they just grabbed whatever photos and put it in there, they're gone by the time you get the note from the attorneys, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think, you know, okay, so, so content, um, so you've got writers, you've got um, obviously people that can find the right, you know, photos or take them next. Well, we've got a project manager. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and her job is herding cats. Yep. You know, in a normal time, we might have 10 to 12. Yeah. Projects. Yep. So where are we on this and where are we on this and have you done this? And oh, by the way, dear client, you need to look at this. Yeah. So a project manager. I, I love what you just said because that's another notion that I think people miss is after one week after hiring you for a web project, they want to see house progress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and yep. then I tell my clients, I typically do a 90 day. So yeah. I, I say... For the first 90 days, you're going to be really nervous mm-hmm. about the money that you're mm-hmm. spending because you're not going to see anything. Mm-hmm. And it's because the project manager has people writing, researching, uh, doing images, mm-hmm. uh, maybe some development or, or at least you know building the framework mm-hmm. and everything else. 
And it all comes together in that last week. Yes. Right? It all, mm-hmm. that's that's when you finally get to kind of build the site. It's like a house. Mm-hmm. You know, you ever see an empty lot where someone's building a house and it's empty and it's empty and it's empty and you drive by a week later and the house is built. Yes. It's because they're, they're bringing all those pieces together and meshing them all. Absolutely. So project manager is just incredible to have on staff. Well, and she also has an opportunity to do check-ins with the client. What I don't want to do is hand a client a completed website and have them go, oh, <laughs> that isn't exactly what I wanted. Yeah. You know? No, no. Which happens a lot. Not to us. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, so we do check-ins. Here's the mock-up. Are you good? Here's the homepage. Does yeah. it work for you? Okay, we've got some interior pages, and then we... Make notes and we go forward. And then on my web team, I have two people with very different skills. Simon is my techie. So he sets up hosting environments, um, interacts if we're doing third-party software integration, does all the launch. You just pointed at one. It's another one that I'm furious about is nobody, uh, I'm not going to say nobody. Most people don't ask, what kind of systems are you using? Do you have a CRM? Do you have a, you know, do you have a this? And then the site launches and the project's done. They blew their budget and they go, hey, wait a second. When someone clicks on a form, they're not coming, you know, well, they're done, you know. (laughs) And so integrations is a huge missed opportunity, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, and and so that's all. Him, and we also have some weird integrations because we are a WordPress shop. We're not a heavy coding shop. One, I would never knock WordPress. I, the largest companies in the world utilize WordPress because it's... Because it does what it does. And and there's so many people. There's so much support. The, the you know I'm not going to say that it's better or worse than any other CMS, but because it's so widely adopted, it makes your life easier. You... You can hi- hire a marketing associate and they probably have worked in WordPress before. Absolutely. Yeah. But when we run into a client that has an integrated database, they have a client portal, yeah. they, have, they have a ticketing software. Well, now you've got something that's designed by somebody else yeah. that has to be embedded in an iframe or something inside a WordPress site. Yeah. Handling that relationship takes somebody who's got the technical experience. Yep. And then we've got a web designer, and she's our newest team member. Love her. But she has both graphic skills, and she did a coding academy down in Atlanta. So she's got front and back and puts it all together. You're not going to find one person. That's right. Who can do all of those things. Or when you hire a specialty agency, A lot of times that they don't have that diversity on their team to 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 kind of think about all of these things, mm-hmm. you know. You know, this is a rant, you know, for me is because I just see so much frustration, disappointment, time spent, budgets blown, and a lot of times it's not the fault of the web designer mm-hmm. or the web developer or whatever. It's if you're a web designer, that's my job. Mm-hmm. I I designed it for you. What are you saying? You know. It's, it's that we have this assumption in our industry of, well, if you're going to get a website designed, the assumption from the business person you're is, gonna handle everything. and I'm going to get leads and I'm going to probably get, you know, some kind of analytics or, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. 
But if you're a web designer, your expectation is I'm going to design them a beautiful website. And the, the gap between the two is huge. Huge. And, and so, and you don't find out until after you paid, after you launched, you find out that your site wasn't optimized or it's not fast or it's not, you know, this or it's not that. And, and that's when I see people want to cry mm-hmm. because they blew their budget. They're in trouble with their boss. They're, and it's just, it's sad. And we have to, people have to fix this. Absolutely. You know? And I think it's informing people on both sides. I think yeah. business owners need to get smarter about asking all the questions. And I think web developers need to get smarter about saying either I'm going to do a strategy session up front or you need to come to yes. me with a strategy. Yes. Yes, exactly. Or bring bring someone in. You know, I I'm not a I'm not great from a branding uh, standpoint and and stuff. And so when I see that there's a problem, when people can't vocalize, you know, what their three core you know differentiators are or whatever, a lot of times I bring someone in and I just go, you know, we can't build we can't build a website and write content if I don't know what you do. (laughs) You know. But but you're right. You know, bring those people in mm-hmm. to make that difference. And Absolutely. and I, but it's it's a tough. It's just something I think I feel like we really need to fix in this industry because how many, I mean you've probably adopted dozens of clients that spent the money. They spent the money mm-hmm. and then they had to reinvest to get it either fixed or Absolutely. replaced. And it's and it's sad. Well, and I hate having those conversations. I I, I hate to be the one to yeah. tell somebody. I'm sorry, this was hard-coded. I know you got a WordPress website, yeah. but they overwrote all the code. Right. But here's what I promise you. When we're done... You'll, you'll have a you'll usable have, site. You'll have a usable site. Yeah. Which is, oh my God, that's why you have a content management system. <laughs> and we'll train you how to use it. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yes, yeah. And, yeah. That, and, and I think that that's the last piece of it, is that when we hand over the keys we don't just throw them over the wall and tell you yeah. to drive away we go for test drives we do driver's ed just and, yep. and so i think it's really kind of that that balance how, how i'm gonna throw an audible out there uh a couple audibles to you so how long has your longest client been with you my longest well two different time frames we have two clients that are in the eight year range see that and, and then I have one who I started working with him before he launched his business, was with me for three or four years, went around to three or four different agencies, and he's been back for five. So, and the reason why I threw that out there was that's another huge differentiator in that I see is I, I see some, and I'm not picking on design agencies, uh, but, but I see some design agencies that they have as many salespeople as they do staff to mm-hmm. execute and they don't have repeat customers. Uh, they, 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 it's churn. Talk somebody into a website, sell them a website and then move on to the next project, move on to the next project. And the only reason why you have, you know, a beautiful office that, that you just showed me the addition and extension and renovations and everything else is because you're helping people grow their businesses. And so, your objective, if if a year later you have to go in and do a strategic change with a client, 
you you want to make sure that you built the website right a year ago mm-hmm. so that it minimizes the the impact on your team. Absolutely. And and so I that's the other thing I tell people is, you know, make this a long-term engagement with the company that you're working with so that they die by their sword. <laughs> you know, if they built you a crappy website, they're going to regret it. Oh, yeah. 6 months later, folks like Roundpeg do it right to begin with so that when they continue working with the client that they're going to have an easier time making those changes and modifications. And, and so I, I really urge people not to look for a project, look for a partnership, you know, with someone. Yeah. I mean, you know, we have clients that come back, come back every few years, come back once or twice a year to, you know, we, they've been, they've been updating and we do what I yeah. call the dust and polish yeah. and put everything kind of right back. And we could talk forever on this, but, but it's an important thing when you're hiring somebody to do your quote website you know that the, the, you want a company that builds long-term relationships Absolutely. with everybody cool yeah Doug, i love it thank you so much <laughs> it's so good being up here i i uh i can't believe it's been i've never been here that's just i'm disappointed in myself well i'm so glad that now that you know the way you can come back yeah. Um, if people want to catch up with you, dknewmedia.com? Yeah, they can catch up with me there. I'm I'm swamped. You know, I have, I, uh, and Lorraine knows this, um, you know, my, my agency is kind of a niche. All of my employees have left and moved on. And, and so now I'm doing straight consulting. So I would recommend people, if you want to, if you want to, you know, build your marketing presence online, go to Roundpeg. Don't go to DK New Media. But, but definitely go to uh, Martech Zone is my blog, martech.zone. And I try to share information like this on there and keep people up to date on things. So that's where I'd rather people go. Awesome. Well, then we'll put a link to the Martech yeah. Zone. There's sure. this awesome info. And your newsletter comes out. We have uh, two options. You can opt in for a daily or you can opt in for a weekly. The weekly is pretty good. If, if you get, I feel like everybody's inundated with, I, I'm surprised. I mean, probably one-tenth of our subscribers are on daily, but I'm always surprised at that because I'm, I'm the guy that, I love these new systems that say, you know, would you like one a monthly newsletter? I'm like, yes, move to a monthly, you know. And uh, but but yeah, it's it's so weekly. If you sign up for the weekly, it's a really good, usually you get anywhere between three or ten articles that are helpful, and and they're nice big images, so you can just kind of scan it and go, ooh, that's interesting. Let me go there. Awesome. Thank you again. Thanks. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you want to look. For other conversations, be sure to check out more than a few words wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.